Hey, welcome once again. This is Elle at Iron Dove. Dialogue is the key to reform. Access is the key to dialogue. At Iron Dove, you can find both. Come on down, talk it up, and let's see what we can figure out. So the Enron scandal is as scandalous as ever. The trial of Enron founder Kenneth Lay and the former CEO Jeffrey Skilling is finally set to begin on Monday. It's taken a little over four years, and most people, well, many people, believed it would never come. Mr. Lay has been charged with seven counts of fraud and conspiracy, and Mr. Skilling with 35 counts of conspiracy fraud, lying to auditors and insider trading. Both have pleaded not guilty and professed their innocence to any wrongdoing in their business dealings. Regardless, the Enron collapse resulted in the loss of over 4,000 jobs, and the employees lost their life savings. Even though Mr. Lay had been selling off his personal shares in Enron from 2000 to the middle of 2001, and not an insignificant amount of shares, I must say, something to the tune of about 552,000 shares, uh, from anywhere as high as in the high 80s to around $50 a share, while the company barred their employees from selling Enron stock in their 401k retirement accounts. His stock sales and those of Mr. Skilling and other key executives and directors have been estimated to have yielded them personal profits in the excess of a billion dollars. In December of 2001, Enron became the first in a devastating trend of bankruptcy filings where executives walked away fat and happy and the general public got screwed. There was WorldCom, there was Enron. Using partnerships and questionable accounting practices, fraud, price fixing, and insider trading, they were able to conceal more than a billion in debt and inflated the company's profits. And although thousands of people lost their jobs, Mr. Lay's immoral, alleged criminal behavior resulted in many, many more injuries than just the Enron dirty dealing. He is and has been a very powerful man with very powerful friends. He is a close personal friend of the ex-President George Bush Sr. and personally sat with President Dick Cheney in closed-door meetings to write the new Energy Policy Act of 1992. Somehow, American people and our representatives allowed these three to implement harmful policy that ultimately allowed deregulation and destroyed the California energy market, along with inflating energy prices across the board. Basically, he was given the key to the city and a license to steal, and he did, in a big way, or at least allegedly. He's not proven to be guilty. But whether or not he's found guilty in a court of law is probably a matter of money and side deals. The Center for Public Integrity wrote in 2002... No politician in America today is closer to Enron than George W. Bush. As first reported by the Center for Public Integrity in the buying of the president in 2000, Bush's top career patron was Enron. The company and its employees gave the governor of Texas 550000 in six years before the January 2000 Iowa and New Hampshire caucus and primaries. Enron later gave 300000 for the Bush inaugural celebration alone. A few senior Bush administration officials today formerly worked for Enron. 
At least 34 of them held Enron stock, and when they entered government last year, Bush's father, while vice president and then president, received major campaign funding from Enron and assisted the company's Washington policy agenda. So, you know, <laughs> the whole thing's a little, a little wiggly. Actually, it's a lot wiggly. And I've kind of been doing research all day on the whole Enron thing and Bush and the connection between Kenneth Lay and between Bush and between Osama bin Laden and between Harkin. And the story is so thick and so deep and so underhanded and dirty that it's frightening. Bush and, and uh, Kenneth Lay are apparently close enough that uh, Bush refers to him as Kenny Boy. I don't know if that's really true. According to a New York Times poll, 67% of American people believe that members of the Bush administration were hiding something or lying about what they knew about Enron. So this beautiful energy policy that uh, these three guys came up with ended up like this. In November of 1999, electricity was purchased for around $29 a megawatt hour. A year later, the price increased to $160 an hour, according to sources at Tacoma Power. Uh, it went further the following month to $525. Now, why didn't the administration intervene? No. They didn't intervene. They allowed rolling blackouts. Creepy, man. And, you know, it's not just Bush. I mean, it's President Bush in a huge way. It's Dick Cheney in a huge way. But it's also, based on a report for the Center for Public Integrity, it is also $6 million donated to 71 current senators and 186 of their colleagues in the House, mostly Republicans. Republicans received 74% of those contributions, six million. Now, you know, when you're talking about billions, six million is not that much. But you know what? Six million dollars is an awful lot to me. You know, a hundred bucks is not is not nothing to me either. So it's uh, it's it's like this corrupt dynasty. It's here. Uh, Los Angeles Times, Kevin Phillips wrote in 2002, not in memory has a single major company grown so big in tandem with a presidential dynasty and the corrupted political system. Indeed, the Bush family has been a prominent and well-rewarded rung on Enron's climb to national political influence. The more that I research, the more creepy the whole thing gets, the more sneaky side dealing the whole thing gets. It's just really, really weird. It goes all the way back to sometime in the 80s, early 80s, when George Bush's failing oil company was bailed out by Harkin. And he received money to bail him out, uh... Oh, man. I, I, it's like I don't even know where to start with this story. It's so... There's, there's, there's Harkin. There's a 
our Busto energy, there's Spectrum 7, there's the Saudi connection, there's all kinds of sheiks and people, there's Osama bin Laden, there's the Secret Skull and Bones Club at, at Yale that only super special secret people get to be admitted to 15 people a year and they're all in really top senior administration type positions. There's there's money laundering, there's drug dealing, there's just everywhere you look, there's all kinds of hands in these nasty little pots that are all about money and power. And it really makes me wonder. I, I, you know, I wonder about this stuff all the time, but I'll tell you something. When you start to research some of this stuff, some of this really big money, you know, like you want to know what's going on, follow the money. Follow the money. That's always what you do. Well, you start following this money, and it gets scary. These are the kind of people that make people disappear. I mean, we're talking huge, huge amounts of money. Billions with a B. And we're talking about people making personal, amassing personal amounts of wealth that are beyond the comprehension of average Joe. Um, and it's not enough. They want more. It's like weird. You know, how much money can a person spend in a lifetime? But it's like not about money even. It's about power. It's about ego. It's, it's about, I don't know what. It must be about something. But it's certainly not about serving the American public. So, Enron, you know, it's amazing that it finally came to uh, trial. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I can't even imagine. I'm just so curious to, to see whether any of this Bush connection and the Enron stuff comes out or if, they, if it's taken this long because they've narrowed it down to only being allowed to talk about certain things. But uh, when you've got these kinds of, of campaign contributions and stuff, it's, uh, you know, everything's suspect. I mean, everything. And that's pretty much it. And it's really, really something. So I'm watching with interest to see what happens. I am just dying to know if these guys end up getting convicted. But more than that, I'm just interested to see if they leak any of this stuff, the underlying dirty dealing, because that is way more interesting and could have way more impactful, far-reaching implications than than simply um, a, a crooked, underhanded trader who who was greedy and i guess we'll be starting on monday so let me know what you think until tomorrow this is ellen iron dove signing out